Hi, I'm Steve Maletto from the Teaching Learning Leading K-12 podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Well, hey there, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 66 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm Amber Harper, your host, and this is one part burnout and all other parts, action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. In today's episode, I want to pay respect to the reality of our world. I want to take a step back and focus on our trauma response to the impact that COVID-19 may be having on you directly, your normal day-to-day routine, your future goals, and how to pivot, pause, and get flexible as we continue to be in quarantine. If you're listening to this in April of 2020, no matter where you are in the world, where you're listening, what your job title, you're feeling the effects of the global coronavirus pandemic. And whether or not you choose to watch the news, the immediate outlook is bleak. If you get on social media, people are being creative with their time. They're trying to shed light on having more time with family, making funny videos, and connecting with loved ones via the many choices of video conferencing apps and sites that are out there. And trust me, I am all about humor. It's a fantastic coping mechanism, and Lord knows we've had plenty of that going on in our own home. But we all know the truth behind the matter, and the funny gifts and memes and videos and jokes are merely masking the true impact that COVID-19 is having on our world as human beings. People are dying. Families are separated. Entire cities and schools are shut down all over the world. And even as I say this, it gives me goosebumps and makes me emotional. It's a lot to take in as a human, watching the fear and the suffering, and in my opinion, to look past that and to tell you to keep your chin up and keep your eyes on the prize through all of this is not only unfair, it's inhumane. Of course, I want you to focus forward. Of course, we all know that this is temporary and that one day things are going to return to normal. But for some people out there, things won't return to normal. Moms, dads, daughters, sons, some are not recovering and coming home when they're diagnosed with COVID-19. And the weight of knowing that is something that is important to acknowledge, not ignore. I've known three people personally who have had COVID. They've been on ventilators, and two of them, we didn't know if they were going to survive or not. This is the reality that many families around the world are dealing with. And yes, it sucks to be home. Spring break, prom, graduation, all of those things are canceled for our family. And if I'm being honest, these last few days, I'm feeling the loss the trauma, the sadness that comes from watching my fellow humans fall to this pandemic and all of our normalcies, realizing how spoiled we were and watching all of these things be canceled or postponed, watching and hearing about my brother and sister-in-law being on the front lines of this, their first responders. All of this is hard and a lot to take in. So today's episode is for every type of burnout, burned and bored, burned and unbalanced, burned and over it, or even if you're not burned out at all. Today, I want to step back. I want to give this trauma the respect that it deserves and talk about ways that we can pivot our goals, pause them, and allow ourselves to be flexible and to acknowledge what are called our trauma responses. So we're going to dive into a book that I've been reading with the Burned In Teacher Tribe. It's called Trauma Stewardship, An Everyday Guide to Caring for Yourself While Caring for Others. I didn't plan on this book being read during the pandemic, but I can tell you 
that it's been extremely helpful. So I want to share some ways that you can really show respect to your trauma responses, to the things that you're seeing, that your that your children are seeing, that your students are seeing, and help you to navigate those things and to do something about them. I'm so grateful that you're listening today, and let's get started. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. So today we're going to talk about our trauma exposure responses. And I didn't create these, but I was so, I, I feel so at peace as I'm reading this book by Laura Vandernoot Lipsky. It's called Trauma Stewardship. I will definitely have a link to this book in the show notes of this episode. But she starts the book, it's called Trauma Stewardship. She starts it by telling a story of her realizing that she was experiencing that vicarious trauma. She calls it many different things um, in this introduction. But I'm going to read you some quotes from her book. Uh, one thing that she that she is very open and honest about is the fact that she knew that she was feeling this vicarious trauma through working with her clients, but she kept ignoring it, which is something we all do a lot, right? Whenever we are burned out or we are, you know, watching our students struggle, um, our fellow teachers struggle, you know, especially right now during the global pandemic, um, we don't, we recognize that we're struggling, but we think if we just keep going, if we keep going and act like everything is normal, everything's going to be fine. And she says in here, um, in her introduction, she said, ultimately, I recognize that it was my ego that had motivated me to keep on keeping on in my work long after I stopped being truly available to my clients or myself. She ignored these these struggle these struggles that she was having. She ignored them. Even her clients were telling her that maybe she should take some time off. And I mean, obviously, we have this time at home to do nothing sometimes but just think. And what I really want to share with you today is something that she dives into in chapter four. After she explains to us, what a trauma exposure response is. So a trauma exposure response is the transformation that takes place within us as a result to the suffering of other living things or the planet. So it's us watching other people suffer or other living things like animals um, or our planet even, watching them suffer. It's that internalization of, of, and the reality of what we're watching happen in front of us. She says in addition, you know, after she explains a little bit more about what a trauma exposure response is, she says, and this is in reference to the many um, stimuli and things that are affecting us, she says, we build up our defenses, but the trauma keeps on coming. We add a moat, we throw in some crocodiles, we forge more weapons, we build higher and higher walls. Sooner or later, we find ourselves locked in by the very defenses we have constructed for our own protection. And we will find the key to our liberation only when we accept that what we once did to survive is now destroying us. 
And these things that she's talking about to survive, I'm going to go through these 16 trauma exposure responses. I'm, I'm not going to go deep into them, but I want you to pay attention to them um, and what they sound like. So if you do choose to pick up this book, um, that that you can find the ones that you're associating with the most. So she, she mentions that in order to be a trauma steward, that you have to acknowledge your trauma exposure response. So what I love about this is that we, we become stewards. We're not victims here. But what we are is we are trying to understand our responses and then do something about them. So that's why I thought this would be a really powerful book today to share with you because as we're watching these things happen, not only with the COVID-19 crisis and pandemic, but the stress that we're under in our own homes, you know, homeschooling our kids, working from home, um, struggling with, you know, delivering instruction virtually to our students and some of them not doing anything at all or, you know, you're not hearing from your students or just, just the initial impact of all of these changes and that are happening in our lives. So I'm going to read to you these 16 trauma exposure responses that you may be dealing with. Um, Hopefully you're not dealing with all of them, but just I challenge you to take note, pause when you hear something that sounds like um, a way that you have been reacting to this, okay? I'm just going to read them in no particular order. I think that might actually be the order that she goes through them in more depth in the book, but pay attention, take some notes. Here we go. Feeling helpless and hopeless. Having a sense that one can never do enough. Hypervigilance. Diminished creativity. The inability to embrace complexity. Minimizing. Chronic exhaustion or physical ailments. The inability to listen. Deliberate avoidance. Dissociative moments. Sense of persecution. Guilt, fear, anger and cynicism, the inability to empathize, numbing, addictions, grandiosity, an inflated sense of importance related to one's work. You see, what's interesting about this to me is these these symptoms, these, you know, this trauma exposure response, these these responses that we're showing in response to the trauma that we're seeing happen around us. I see this a lot in, number one, I've seen some of these things emerge in my own experiences with burnout. And I see them in teachers that I work with. So these responses, I think, are not only important to recognize in our direct responses to our current reality and the current pandemic, but also in the trauma that we've already experienced in our own lives as a result of our workplace culture or our relationships with our students, you know, that negativity, the apathy that I've talked about before, our workload, you know, the constant changes that we see happen in education that that cause burnout initially. And I know it's different for everybody, But these are the signs and symptoms. These are the responses that a lot of teachers going through burnout are showing, um, depending on the type of burnout, depending on the personality of the person. You know, I'm not trying to pigeonhole anybody here, but I think these are really important to pay attention to. So that's my first call to action. I want you to take note of, 
are you showing any of these responses? And if you're not, that's that's fantastic. But knowing what to look for in yourself and in others can offer you the ability to show empathy and to be specific about the type of help that you offer your friends or your family members or your children or your students or their families or your fellow teachers. It's important to acknowledge these things. Now, in reference to our goals, now you know that April is all about initiating lasting change and I'm never going to tell you to give up on your goals. But if you are showing some of these trauma exposure responses, it's important for you to know that you can show yourself grace, that you can pause your goals and you need to focus on your overall mental and emotional and physical well-being. Because if you keep on keeping on, like Laura said at the beginning in the introduction of trauma stewardship, you're eventually going to become imprisoned by these feelings. You're going to keep putting up the walls. You know, that's all of these responses, right? You know, addictions, numbing, anger, fear, guilt. If we continue to ignore these things, they're going to show up in some form or fashion. Yesterday, I found myself in tears throughout the whole day, not, you know, sobbing in a ball, you know, in a fetal position in my office or anything, but little triggers throughout the day were causing me to well up with tears. I didn't have a specific reason, but it's because I need to be paying attention to the way that I am being affected emotionally. And here's what she says that really drives home this fact that if we ignore these trauma exposure responses, what will happen? Okay, so listen to this. She says, cultivating awareness will allow us to gauge our thirst level and assess what we need to do about it. If we can recognize any of these shifts early, we can often limit their negative impact on our lives. Ignoring the red flags of a trauma exposure response is akin to ignoring the early rumblings of an avalanche or dismissing the signs for a dangerous cliff up ahead on the trail. I mean, isn't this what I talk about with burnout symptoms, right? When you start to feel like something is off, really thinking about beginning where you are, identifying those triggers, and thinking about where this started. Acknowledging it, stopping the shame, and saying, I need to stop right now. I need to pause. I need to pivot. I need to be flexible right now with my, uh, with my goals or even with my day-to-day routine. I need to be flexible today. Um, so this morning, for example, instead of getting up and working out, I wanted to just get up and get cozy on the couch with a blanket. I'm going to run later. But I just needed some time today to just sit on the couch with a cup of coffee in the morning. I don't typically do that, but that's what I did today. And it felt so good. I allowed myself some clarity. And so in reference to our goals, so those long-term goals that you have set now after, you know, listening to last month's episode about deciding what you want personally and professionally, and now as you start to initiate that daily lasting change, I really encourage you to take a step back, take a deep breath, and allow yourself some guided flexibility. You know, just like I said, I'm never going to tell you to stop going for your goals. I'm never going to tell you to do that. But it is okay in certain situations in your life, certain seasons, to live out those goals, to live out your day-to-day discipline and intention with guided flexibility. What that means is saying, you know, I didn't get as far as I wanted to get today with this goal, but that's okay. 
because there are some big things happening around me. And I have to show myself and everyone else around me grace right now. And this is different than an excuse. Um, An excuse in my experience is something where you say, I can't do something. Um, Marie Forleo says in her book, um, Everything is Figureoutable, she says, saying I can't is typically a euphemism for I won't. And saying I can't consistently, that's an excuse. But when you can come out on the other end of the day, at the end of the day and say, you know, I didn't get as far as I wanted to, but I did touch this task. I did um, make a little bit of progress. And, I, and I'm going to be okay with that. You know, that is grace. Um, or not being able to, you know, literally not being able to get some of your tasks done. Um, you know, that also allows you a chance to be reflective on, are these really important tasks that are going to move the needle forward for me? Because if they're not, and you can skip them and move on to something else, you know, this really could cause us to really focus on the most essential tasks when it comes to teaching our students, um, making sure that we're not only showing ourselves grace, but showing them grace as well, and just kind of taking down um, those, making those high expectations a little less than high expectations. And understanding that the trauma that we are going through, our students are going through, their parents are going through, their parents may be first responders, their parents may be sick. And I mean, speaking of parents and speaking of your own trauma, I didn't even acknowledge yet the fact that we're watching people lose their jobs. I mean, you may have experienced this in your own family with your significant other, your partner, your your dad, your, you know, your grandma. People around us are losing their jobs. The unemployment level is higher than it's ever been. That's another source of the trauma and the stress that we are under is not just about getting sick, um, but it's also about how we're going to provide. So our, our families and our students are feeling that as well. So this is a tremendous chance for us to take a step back, take a deep breath, and reassess what we can control in this situation that is so out of our control, and that is us. That is us paying attention to us. It's paying attention to your trauma exposure responses. It's slowing down, right? It's looking at your daily task list and your weekly task list, you know, what I've encouraged you to create in the, in the past weeks to initiate that lasting change. It's saying, what is the most important? What can I cut off of here? When am I going to allow myself to just go for a walk and not listen to a podcast and not be listening to music, but just doing some breathing, just doing some thinking, you know, just take a hot bath. You know, I talk a lot about, it's funny because I talk a lot about, you know, how taking a bubble bath, going for a walk, going for a run, you know, that's all great. And it really is. I do all of, well, I don't take bubble baths a whole lot, but I love going for a walk and going for a run, you know, but that's only one part of the self-care equation. But right now it's a really important part of the self-care equation. And that is paying attention to your trauma exposure responses and then thinking about what it is that you can do within your control. You know, we can go all the way back to our reflect on your challenges and think about, am I truly in control of this or am I not? And a lot right now, that's actually causing the trauma is we aren't in control of a whole lot right now. So giving yourself time to think, time to breathe, time to laugh, 
but also time to think about how my, how's my body processing this? You know, what is it that I can do? And one of the things too is get connected. Marco Polo, Voxer, Zoom calls with family and friends. I've done all of those things a lot more lately than I have in the past. So when you take those non-essentials off of your to-do lists so that you're making time for quiet, for processing, for breathing, for talking it out with somebody that you trust, that lends itself to making sure that you are replacing some of those tasks that you're taking off of your to-do list with a connection with a phone call or a FaceTime call or a Marco Polo break. If you don't know what Marco Polo is, I will include a link to Marco Polo in the in the show notes. It's a, it's a phone app so you can video chat with people um, asynchronously. It doesn't have to be live. Making time for connection. Seeing smiling faces. Maybe talking about some things that you're struggling with. Seeking support. It's important no matter what we're going through in the world. In especially reference to these trauma exposure responses, I want you to think about what stage of burnout you were in before this started. Whether you were at a zero, one, two, three, four, or five, what I'm referring to are the stages of burnout in uh, the Burned In Teacher Success Path. And if you don't know what they are, you've never heard of them before, then what I want to encourage you to do is go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz. Take the quiz, even if you've taken it before. I've redesigned it to match our current reality with the COVID-19 quarantines and teaching virtually. And what will happen after you take the quiz is you're going to be identified as burned and over it, burned and bored, or burned and unbalanced, and maybe not burned out, but you need a slight adjustment. This is where you're starting to see those symptoms, signs, those trauma exposure responses showing up, and you're doing something about it. And then what's going to pop into your inbox after you take the quiz is a free ebook that I just created very recently that walks you through these different stages of burnout. So not only will it help you to identify what burnout type you're dealing with, it's also going to help you to identify the stage and what you can say, think, and do to continue to move yourself forward um, through these stages. So stage zero is burned out. Stage one is build your spark. Stage Two is build your ignition. Stage three is build your flame. Stage four is build your fire. And stage five is, you guessed it, burned in. So I know that some people are still trying to figure out what in the world it means to be a burned in teacher. This ebook is going to walk you through what it looks, feels, and sounds like to become one, no matter what stage you are. So I encourage you to go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz and start your journey out of burnout there. I am thinking of you every single day, Brendan Teacher. I really am. I want you to set big goals. I want you to make progress toward them. But more importantly, I want you to be mentally and emotionally healthy. So if you need any additional support, please email me at support at burnedinteacher.com or join the free Burned In Teacher Facebook community at community.burnedinteacher.com. And until next week, stay home Stay safe, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on.